Welcome to Tracklisting, the podcast where a musician, a comedian, and a painter review old albums for some reason. This is Nick. This is Chris. And this is Caleb. And this week, we have a pick from Chris. That's right. I did 1997's Gross Point Blank. Woo! Track listing. It's got to be on the internet. It's got to be on the internet. Thank you again to Fred Stoller from the last episode for that beautiful catchphrase. I mean, it's it's got to be, right? It's got to be on the internet, right? It's got to be out there. I think by definition, podcasts have to be on the internet. I mean, it's got to be on the internet. Yeah, this is a movie that I love. What is the year on this? 1997. 1997. This was, uh, I was in high school. I think that this soundtrack probably had more to do with introducing me to new wave music than just about anything else. Yeah. A very influential, very, uh, oh, it's an important album to me. It's a good looking soundtrack. Yeah. I would say it's, it's, uh, it's definitely up there. When I talk about this podcast, people often bring it up. You've got the, the 90s, you know, peak 90s stuff, and then it's, it's about a high school reunion which is the the class of 86 so you've got some of that music all over the movie plays almost constantly great tunes great tunes all around great so. tunes we should say there are like two editions of the soundtrack volumes i remember i had the first one a friend mm-hmm. of mine i think had both so i remember uh borrowing the second one nick i should say the elephant in the room nicky has not watched this movie I've not seen the movie, but I have heard many of the songs on the soundtrack. (laughs) All right, let's jump into the music then. All right, let's jump into track one. Up first, we've got Violent Films with Blister in the Sun. So we were talking about uh, Napster mm-hmm. songs that were available uh, in the last episode. Uh, this song, Blister in the Sun, was one of the first songs that I downloaded on LimeWire back in the day. Same. This might have been an iMash for me, I but uh, nice. I definitely had it in my uh, Winamp playlist. Yeah, great song. This band is is not from the 90s and not from the Pacific Northwest like I am, but for whatever reason, Midwestern band, I saw Violent Femmes play live probably like four or five times in my life and i don't never cool. like never like uh went out of my way it was like either like a big uh the alternative radio station would have like their big winter concert and you'd go see like six or seven bands that you really liked or there was even i remember seeing them in like some outdoor like free outdoor shows but in the 90s for whatever reason the violent femmes were like always in portland and they were always great and this seemed to be the one song <laughs> that made them popular. I don't know. Oh, I mean, Add It Up is a jam. I love Add It Up. There's, they have a song called American Music that I really like. They're pretty good. But I mean, this is, yeah, this is like a jam. And I think that probably the soundtrack kind of like maybe, I don't know if they got back together or if they were like still together when the soundtrack hit, but it definitely like kind of springboarded yeah them back mm-hmm. to a little bit of 90s relevancy debbie who's played by Minnie driver john cusack's love in this movie is a disc jockey on the local gross point radio and so she plays a lot of cool tunes and it's a great device for the movie but it, it's uh, great but it's, it's such a hollywood thing to be like <laughs> so uh john cusack is, the the plot of the movie john cusack is a he's a hitman who goes back to his 10-year uh high school reunion 
but it's like the idea that like, oh man, yeah, she never, she never got out of her hometown. She's just there uh, DJing <laughs> on the local thing. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> There's no like, uh, like fashion magazine that she's an editor for. Isn't that like the big rom-com thing? Yeah. She's a high powered fashion editor who's lost her way. But now she's a, you know, local disc jockey. <laughs> This sounds like a cool movie. It's a great movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. It's a, I, I rewatched it today, uh, and I loved it just as much as the the first two times I've seen it. So this is what was the year on this again? Nineteen ninety seven. Nineteen ninety seven. John Cusack. John Cusack. This is my favorite John Cusack film. It. Uh, I remember um, on a, an episode High Fidelity that yeah. we may repost uh, soon. It's yeah, been disappearing from our feed for some reason. Yeah. That was like the bad uh, SoundCloud hosting. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to SoundCloud. Uh, (laughs) Official sponsor. (laughs) But uh, I was venting. I was like, is John Cusack even good? He kind of sucks in this one. He kind of sucks in High Fidelity. And this movie, he's good. He's good. So it restored my faith in John Cusack, Joan Cusack, Ann Cusack, Bill Cusack. They're all in the movie. All (laughs) the Cusacks. Cusacks. (laughs) Let's hear a little bit of track two. This is The Clash with Rudy Can't Fail. This is like definitely on the kind of ska end of, uh, I mean, the Clash, the Clash's music output definitely like varies in between like kind of straight English punk to like uh, ska and into reggae. The Magnificent Dance. Yeah. Magnificent Seven is like a little bit funkier. This is, I mean, (laughs) this was on, I think on uh, London Calling, right? Mm Mm-hmm. This is a great song, man. I fucking love this song. I was re-listening to that album this week, actually. It's, it still holds up. It's really, really good. Oh, yeah, man. That's yeah. one of the best albums. The Clash? <laughs> the Clash is pretty good. <laughs> like, I'll say it. I'll say it. They, uh, sometimes I feel like a little bit cringy in how heavily they... We'll talk about it later, but they they crib from um, like Jamaican sound. Sometimes it's like even the patois they like lean pretty hard on. And you're like, wait, what's going on? Even like Rock the Casbah, it's like, why are you guys singing about the Casbah? So, like, wait, what's going on? Uh, Sounds good. <laughs> but man, it's all yeah, it's all good, man. If you do it well, you do it well. This is when Debbie sees Martin, Martin Blank, John Cusack for the first time outside the radio station. And it brings back all those old memories of when he stood her up prom night and disappeared for 10 years. Oh, so he was like a dick to her in high school and then has like showed back up in town and is trying to... It's the one that got away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was great to her until prom night when she was sitting there in a $700 dress and he never showed up. And then she never heard from him again. And so, dick move. Yeah, yeah. Big time. And part of it is that, uh, so he gets convinced to, he doesn't want to go back to his reunion, but uh, his assistant, Joan Cusack, is like constantly trying to convince him to go. And then he, he's also a little bit of a precursor to The Sopranos. He's a, a killer who's seeing a psychiatrist, which is played by Alan Arkin. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's, there's like a lot of kind of... <laughs> he's, he's on, he's, he's on a, like a voyage of like a personal discovery. And then also fate inter- intervenes and he has a job 
uh, in his hometown. This kind of sounds like a precursor to that show Barry as well. Yeah, a bit. yeah, yeah. Barry yeah. definitely cribs a little bit from this. Maybe he's like, I'm going back to my high school reunion. I should probably bring my sniper with me. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I was expecting the uh, the therapy thing to be a little cheesy because it's like maybe the first time I had seen it done, but I was like, ah, oh, it's gonna be like the therapist, like, well, is it? How do you feel when you kill people? But like they they. They do it pretty well in that John Cusack like has bullied the therapist into like, he's yeah, like they do it really well because Alan Arkin <laughs> hates him and it's clear that the only reason he's like told him that it's like I'm a, I'm a killer but if you tell anybody I'm gonna kill you and he's like please stop <laughs> so showing up he's like a, <laughs> his therapist is a hostage who's constantly just trying to get rid of him but he keeps having to pay after every session <laughs> yeah, yeah. but he's like. He's like, uh, therapist, uh, you're not taking this seriously. I don't think you're taking this, like, what, what do I, analyze my dream. And he's like, it's because you kill people. And he's like, I don't think that's it. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's like I, I, I don't think so. Which <laughs> is great. All right, Dougie, what do we go next? Let's hear track three. This is English Beat with Mirror in the Bathroom. Maybe the English beat. Love them. Uh, love them. They're in England. They're known as the beat. <laughs> I think in uh, in Australia they're known as like the British beat, and in America the English beat. For uh, I think mostly for legal reasons. But uh, this is a song. There's 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 definitely a thing, and it's happened from you know the '60s until now, where you know it's like Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds or Mirror in the Bathroom, where people are like, that song's about uh you know drugs, right? And they're like, no. <laughs> there's a lot of like no it's just about you know it's like people being self-obsessed and whatever it's like song mirror in the bathroom it's not about i like that they're just known as the beat like all american rejects we just know them as the rejects the rejects american pie we just call pie just call pie yeah Yeah. (laughs) we all know which pie um but is yeah is it like having one of those like uh acid trip like i gotta I'm stuck staring at myself in the bathroom. Is that what, you, is that what they've intimated the song? They intimated it's just about like, oh yeah, somebody, you know, it's kind of a Patrick Bateman. Somebody's just like so obsessed with themselves. It's like, I don't know. In the 1980s, if, you, if you're going to the bathroom and using a mirror, it's probably like a cocaine thing. I don't know. This song's playing when he fights uh, Felix La Poubelle, who is uh, one of my favorite people. He's, he's like the contract killer that's out to get John Cusack. But it's a uh, Benny Erkides. Is that the Benny the Jet Erkides? The yeah. kickboxer. Yeah, one of the best kickboxers to ever live, dude. This guy has an amazing story about like just going to uh, Japan and like Thailand and just kicking everybody's ass. Um, <laughs> just some American kid, and a lot of it was over like he refused to wear the shorts that everyone else wears, like kickboxing. You know, it's kind of like Umbro like shorts. And he's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wear my shorts. I wore my pants, and everyone hated me for wearing my pants. So what did I do? I took up my axe and I started chopping. <laughs> <He's just> like, <laughs> there's, there's some great footage of him. Like, it's like also, uh, I'm, a, I'm a life coach. I'm a, you know, but he he looks very bizarre, and you can't tell if it's because of the kickboxing or if he was already a little, 
you know, strange looking to begin with, but the kickboxing didn't help. But. He plays like an East German hitman, but is he American? Or? He was like a Basque hitman, but they say he's like a French guy. Like he was like a French. <laughs> so he's, yeah, he's Felix La Poubelle, which means the trash can in French uh, or the trash Poubelle. Yeah, I think trash can. Uh, we'll but, fact check that oh, during the break. But he's a... Uh, He's immediately recognized when he's just like walking around the hometown as like, you know, he's walking very strangely and John Cusack's like, I think that guy's here to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) That guy looks like like a goon um, that's here to kill me. But yeah, please look up uh, Benny the Jet Erky does. He's also got a great fight with Jackie Chan in um, uh, Meals on Wheels. Okay. Yeah, that's one of my favorite fight scenes ever. He kicks out some candles. Like, he kicks, and his kick is so powerful that it blows out the candles, and apparently that was real. So, oh. anyway, but yeah, awesome guy. This sounds like that uh, police music video where Sting just gets into a wrestling match with a bunch of candles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, this movie sounds uh, pretty cool, guys. This, is movie, this movie's know. great. I, I, it's got everything. We haven't even gotten into Dan Aykroyd. Uh, oh, man. So Hank much to say Azaria. about Aykroyd. Hank Should we get into track four first? Let's do it. I'd love track to. Track four. Oh, this is exciting. This is David Bowie and Queen with Under Pressure. Maybe in my mind, one of the best duets ever. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> yeah, they like apparently like put them in separate vocal booths, according to legend. And those parts that they like ad libbed just happened to like be perfectly complimentary. I always oh, kind man. of which is insane. For some reason, <laughs> I don't know I, if I, I believe that. I always <laughs> thought that it was a uh, like a charity single or something. Just because like we are I, the world, or yeah, I just saw it like listed, and then uh, I didn't realize it was on a Queen record, and there was another song, another Queen song called "Cool Cats," which is actually pretty good, but not not very remarkable. It's just kind of like a like a nice little track. And Bowie came in, and there you can find it. He di- it didn't end up on the actual album because I think Bowie wasn't happy. But that was originally going to be their collaboration was going to be "Cool Cats." And then he was like, ah, I don't like that. Let's like, let's try another one. And it was this. And it's just like, oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, it's got a good bass line. It sounds like it might make a good, like, oh, hip hop yeah. song. Maybe. maybe you could sample it. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe you could completely reinvent it and do something completely different. <laughs> so Vanilla Ice is like, no, I mean, mine's a little different. Mine's yeah, like, da 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 no, ding, 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 ding. It's that little thing. It's that little, <laughs> it's that little thing. thing. It's that little ding. Ding, 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 there is that great acapella version of this song that someone posted on YouTube, like the vocals only. <laughs> yeah. If we could hear a little bit of that. Let's hear it, man. Oh, 
this world is about Watching some good friends screaming Let me out Tomorrow gets me high, high, high. I, I mean, like, if David Bowie really just show, shows up in a session, it's just fire. Yeah. And Freddie Mercury, too. Yeah. It's just like, oh, man. it's the best, oh, like, fuck, vocal collaboration ever. Yeah. Like, Vocal Fry, the game we play, you know, you're like, is anybody a good singer? Like, just if you take away the music, does everyone suck? And then, like, you hear that and you're like, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's actually yeah, that's actually really good. Yeah, <laughs> you know we've like listened to David Lee Roth like plenty <laughs> like on his own out there in space and like you know it's the worst shit you've ever heard. Damn! <laughs> 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 I um I tweeted something about um on the track listing podcast uh, on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I, I was forcing Kelsey to watch uh, Labyrinth because yeah. she had never yeah. seen it. And, awesome. Um, well, <laughs> I mean, there's some good songs in there. I mean, yeah, you can't hate on that sort of Jim Henson vehicle too much. I love it. I love it. But forcing you know um, an adult woman to watch it and being like, watch this part. <laughs> it was like it, it reflected poorly on me. But we watched some behind the scenes footage, and there's this clip where like I guess David Bowie's like. So we had a baby in the recordings. He was one of the backup dancers' babies, and. Um, but it couldn't make it couldn't put two gurgles together so i i had to be the gurgling baby (laughs) he's like you know i'd kick it i'd try everything i could to get it to scream but it wouldn't do anything (laughs) it's not how david bowie sounds at all (laughs) half bowie half (laughs) walking yeah i know i keep dipping into walk amazing track what what is the uh scene where that's playing in this uh it's it's i'm so glad you asked nick (laughs) i can't wait to hear this thank you for asking this is uh this is at the high school reunion and um he's met up john cusack is kind of separated from uh debbie mini driver and he's sat down and a woman asks him to hold his baby and as the song crescendos he's kind of she's telling him like he's like oh having a baby and getting married sucks right and she's like no it's great it gets better and better. And he's staring at this baby and then like, you know, Bowie and um, you know, Queen kicks in and it's just like, he's just staring at this baby and it's back and forth. And he's like, what, you know, what is my life? Look at this baby. I've been taking lives. I should be bringing lives into the world. This movie, this movie is genius. And there's so many moments with him interacting with characters that aren't in the movie. Really? There's just yeah. one scene or maybe two scenes. But they're like real interactions mm-hmm. instead of some sort of contrived like movie thing. Like there's one thing where he runs into an old teacher and they have like this kind of like witty repartee outside of like the old school or whatever. And you're kind of like, oh, like what's going on? Is this char- is this teacher going to be one of the main characters? Is this like a thing? And you just never see him again. And it seems like very, I I mean, I don't want to say real, but it seem, it, it, it fleshes out this world, this kind of like a uh, heightened world of this town when he goes back it's so good it's so good uh it's written by this guy named tom and and i'm butchering the last name i'm sure but uh jankowicz uh and it's the only thing he's ever he wrote a book and they adapted it into this and he wrote the screenplay as well with like two other people but it's the only thing he's ever done and it was um based on like i guess he was having a high school reunion and he was like oh wouldn't it be funny if somebody was a country we're sure that john hughes had nothing to do with uh, directing this movie i don't think so okay okay <laughs> i don't think so okay all right nikki what do we got next we are coming into track number five this is johnny nash with i can see clearly now
shortest songs on the soundtrack clocking in at two minutes and 46 seconds the songs didn't need to be long back in the day you know <laughs> i think this shortest. is actually a version he recorded in the 90s this is actually one well, of the more contem- contemporaneous that, songs from- that's what i meant back in the day the 90s <laughs> 30 years ago at this point oh There's- god don't say that <laughs> oh, feel <my>. old yet <laughs> There's several versions of this i think that um so he is like one of the few american reggae artists to have recorded in jamaica like in the 70s and 80s but uh, he did a few versions of this. This is like his 90s version. It's pretty good. I have heard like so many versions of that song. And I do like the uh, the production style on that track. It's got like the old school soul. And it's like a little bit Credence mm-hmm. style as well. Mm-hmm. It's nice, man. Yeah, it's this like, is a good soundtrack. This is fucking... I will... Don't know about the movie, though. I'm going to say... Out of, out of all fairness, there are some sections later in this uh, version of I Can See Clearly that get a little 90s that are not so great. And we've got more coming uh-huh. up. Some kind of like synthy, like, yeah. Well, the, I, the, I do like synthy. That first half, that first minute 45 or whatever. Really good. <laughs> that Chef's kiss. 30 seconds of that song, though. <laughs> they lose it for him. Yeah. This is playing at the uh, opening to the film, and it's a very sweet song, and he's like, you know, putting a rifle together, and he's about to snipe somebody, and he snipes somebody on a bike and then we're intro to dan Aykroyd, uh who is like posing as a doorman who finishes the like the hit and like you know kills the people i guess he was trying to protect dude i i want to like work up a running list of comedians and actors who i believe are way way better as villains Mm -hmm. and dan Aykroyd is one of those like dan Aykroyd as like an unhinged hitman is so good this might be not only one of his best movies, but the last good movie he ever made. Uh, definitely the last part. I mean, I, I would say that the Ghostbuster movies are probably a little bit more... Uh, but he's not the part of those... Like, most of the movies Dan Aykroyd's in, like, you don't give a crap about him. He's great in Tommy Boy, too, as a villain. Yeah. Say what you want about Dan Aykroyd as an actor, but Dan Aykroyd as a vodka distiller. Now, that that I'm not going to argue against. He's fantastic. Was it the Crystal Skull crystal vodka skull. line? Crystal Head Vodka. Crystal Head Vodka. But it's a skull. It's a skull. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd's basically lost his mind. So, <laughs> so gone. He's big into like UFO theory yeah. and somehow vodka making but he's really good in this movie i'm gonna tell you i don't want to detract too much but (laughs) i also want to like on my list tom cruise is such a great villain like uh i've always say that with collateral he's so good in collateral he won't do it though it'll mess with his image you know man he should play a villain in every movie like tom hanks will never play a villain well that makes sense but i think tom cruise there's there's, i think john travolta should always be a villain Gotti, Mm. you know Have you seen Gotti? Nobody sure. has. <laughs> Nobody should. Nobody should. That'll take us right into track six. This is Guns N' Roses with Live and Let Die. Fantastic. 
This was such a weird Guns N' Roses hit. I mean, it's, it's a cover of a Bond song, yeah. which is uh, like the the Paul McCartney version is already weird because there's like the big string swells and like like you said the weird Jamaican part. There's that weird like uh, reggae breakdown because it lasts like Live that you want to is, go longer. Is that the Timothy Dalton one with like Grace Jones and like the reggae I like the so. Jamaican yeah yeah uh, May Day? It's like super weird. Uh, the original is weird. You'd know better than I would. And then this is like even weirder. And there's, there's, it's famous. Um, there's like a little bit of a grammatical anomaly. The in this world in which we live in. Oh well, <laughs> yeah, that's very true. I mean, high school Nick was way into this song. Oh yeah, which there's, one, the original or this version? Guns and Roses version. <laughs> from, this is from uh, Use Your Illusion, yeah, I believe. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I think it's like the second single off of their second record, right? Yeah, just you know, learning to play guitar, being really into Slash. This was like foundational, like guitar shredding material. Hearing the song now is crazy. Uh, <laughs> it's not good. Uh, Axl Rose's vocals. I'm, I don't know about any of this cover. I don't. But, um, I've never liked this cover. I I gotta say, I'm not in love with the original, so I it doesn't anger me. You know, I like I actually enraged by this version. <laughs> I like a lot of Paul McCartney and I like a lot of Wings, probably more than most people. Uh, it's it's a it's a song that kind of like aims high it's in funny. like its in its values and it's, what it's going for. It's, it's epic. not a yeah, it's very symphony epic. of like yeah, yeah. all the Bond songs. The fact that this is the one that broke through twice is yeah. baffling to me. Why cover a Bond song? Why cover a Bond Why? song? Why? <laughs> Uh, they do something kind of cool in this movie, which I never realized until like the Amazon uh, subtitles let me in on it. I was like, "Oh, weird!" But you're hearing the song, and then John Cusack goes into like a Seven Eleven called Ultimart, which is where his home used to be. Yeah, his They'd childhood been... home has been like paved over and turned into a Seven Eleven. Put up a parking lot syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but he um he's listening to the song, or it's like you know in the whatever in the soundtrack and then when they go into the ultimart it's the it's live and let die but now it's like a muzak yeah. version of it and i was like oh uh, interesting okay. it's like a little <laughs> comment on <laughs> gentrification or development or yeah i guess so yeah taking the edge out of things maybe <laughs> who knows there's also a doom 2 arcade uh machine in the back and the nerd to me was like Doom, Doom 2 on arcade. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember any. <laughs> yeah. There was also apparently uh, Quentin Tarantino had befriended, I think, the screenwriter. And uh, as a little bit of a nod to that, they put up like the, uh, there's a Pulp Fiction, like, uh, you know, like cardboard the, cutout. The cardboard cutout that gets shot up. There's a big shootout in the 7 Eleven, the non 7 Eleven, 7 Eleven. And the only uh, person in the cardboard cutout that doesn't get hit, everyone else gets blasted away. Samuel L. Jackson. Never gets hit. It's not just, just a cardboard cutout of a Royale with cheese. <laughs> no, it's, it's two dollars at the Ultimart. Royale with Thurman with a giant syringe in here. Like, oh jeez! Wow, jeez! Interesting homage. Yeah, it's, it's a gimp. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! But yeah, the cardboard cutout is weird because it's all it's uh, four people in it. It's you know John Travolta, Samuel L. Jackson, 
Uma Thurman and uh, who else would it have it's been? It's got to be Bruce Willis, right? Bruce Willis, yeah. yeah. But they're all like together yeah. in a row and you're like, oh, this looks like a like a buddy movie because they're all just like... Pulp know. Fiction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this summer. Like, we assembled a team. <laughs> you're oh, the man. best. <laughs> I, oh, shit. I got a, an update. Is, is his name Peter Green, the guy that played Zed in Pulp Fiction? He owns the, the Zed's dad, the pawn shop. We just re-released our Pulp Fiction episode from last year. And in that one, I disclosed that I had an uncomfortable sushi uh, lunch next to, I think his name's Peter Green, the actor that played Zed. I can't uncomfortable remember sushi lunch, yeah. Every every lunch next to Peter Green's an uncomfortable lunch, I'll tell you. Uh, update to that. Um, a few months ago, I was taking a train, um, I think, from Newark. Maybe I was actually, I think I was coming all the way from Philadelphia back to the state, but I was coming uh, the New Jersey Transit, and I was sitting across from the same actor, Peter Green. <laughs> Can't get away from him, man. Dude. Super terrifying. Looked great. He had, like, reading glasses on, hair slicked back. It's one of those guys at the corner of your eye, you're like, catches your eye, like, this guy, there's something about this guy next to me, and then you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. It's that fucking guy. He was <laughs> in Usual Suspects. Pretty slick looking guy. Or <laughs> greasy, I guess, looking guy. Fucking haunts me. Haunts my life. Yeah. <laughs> one of the upsides, one of the few upsides of this quarantine. Don't have to see that guy. <laughs> Something I'm just looking at now is <laughs> the, uh, the Guns N' Roses Live and Let Die cover is three minutes and two seconds long. That can't be correct. That's so short. Yeah. I, I, I would, in my head, I think that's like a nine minute song for some reason. Well, it must be, they must have cut like a single version. It was released cut out that reggae part. If it's a single, no, <laughs> it's, it's, on, no, it's <laughs> definitely on there. Oh, yeah. There's that weird, I don't I, think we heard that clip in the, maybe we should like pull that up. No, I'll, no, I'll put no, it in no. There. no. God, no. Spare us all. Guns N' Roses doing their best reggae, which, uh, let's move right into <laughs> track seven. This is Faith No More with We Care a Lot. I can't remember which episode, but I I recommended a Lovage track at the end of one of our episodes that was a collaboration between Dan the Automator and Mike Patton from Faith No More. I will say, in my defense, this is before Mike Patton joined Faith No More. This is a different lead singer. And uh, not that later Faith No More is good, but this is not good. All I really know is epic. Yeah, yeah. That's that's That's, like Mike Patton era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a... Here's what we're going to do. We're going to make rap with rock and no one's done that before we weren't allowed to play music like this in my house growing up like this is when i would go over to like my edgy friends that had like edgy yeah. parents house and you know they'd be playing this kind of like rock music from the 90s but yeah what was the music uh, floating around y'all's house in like childhood are we talking about like ones that like CDs my brother and I had or like CDs that my parents or music that was playing like with the parents around kind of vibe like Bobby Brown. I remember we had Bobby like a Brown. CD, Ooh, Bobby Brown, geez. Rolling Stones. What else was like my parents CDs that would play on their CD player? I'm trying to think. My parents listened to like a lot of Depeche Mode, Jesus. like Michael Jackson mm. and also like Little Feet. 
Okay. Oh, yeah. Some Stones. And when I was young, it's a lot of like Beatles and Stones and like Al Green, a lot yeah. of R&B. And then uh, I feel like during the, you know, maybe late 80s, they were getting into like Phil Collins, like live greatest hits, some Fleetwood Mac. I don't know what's going on with my dad lately. Shout out to Fred. But like, you know, last few times I've been to Houston to visit my parents. Um, he's like really tuned into Collective Soul these days. Wow. So underrated. It's a lot underrated of, 90s band. It's a lot of December. Somebody in this room <laughs> might be listening to some Collective Soul lately. I don't know. Right. <laughs> Me? What? Sting. My dad was big into Sting. Sting Not sure. even the police, but like Sting. Sting solo. So. Brand yeah, new yeah. day. Yeah. Solo my my dad was big into the police. Like the greatest hits, that very one is like mostly blind. Yeah, very respectable. Uh, my mom bought me a Dave Matthews CD once. Oh, really? Bought me Crash. Yeah. Oh, Child Crash. Abuse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Child abuse. <laughs> Little did you know? Oh, what she was or doing. Is that nineteen uh, ninety six? Yeah, somewhere Crash around there. It was out. like one of the first CDs I ever owned. She was like, "Bought you this." They uh, they say it's good. <laughs> you know, like one of those. I asked the man at the record store what my child would like. <laughs> give me Dave Matthews. I think the worst mistake I ever made at like a Borders when trying to get into an artist for the first time. I wanted to listen to Grateful Dead. You know, I thought it was a metal band oh, for, yeah, that's right. for whatever reason. <laughs> and there was just some old guy, and I was like, he probably knew. I was like in sixth or seventh grade. I was like, this guy looks like he knows what he's. He probably knows something about Grateful Dead. And I was like, excuse me, sir. There's like 50 Grateful Dead albums here. Like, which one should I buy? And he was like, I'm glad you asked. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, I've been waiting. Uncle for this John's moment. band is what you want to start with. Excuse me, sir. I'm interested in this teddy bear metal music. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's their most hardcore album? I'm like, ooh, trucking. <laughs> and then, you know, I put on Uncle John's band and it's like, ding, 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 ding. Oh, Jesus Christ. I've made a mistake. All right, Nikki, what do we got next? Coming in on track eight, the specials with Pressure Drop. This is the second, the second cover of the soundtrack. This is a cover of the Maytel's song, which is kind of famously included on the Harder They Come soundtrack, which is probably one of the best soundtracks of all time. Mm-hmm. This is, I think, a little bit anachronistically a version that was recorded in the 90s, even though the specials were like an 80s band. And all, like a lot of the music is supposed to be a throwback to like the late 80s. You're a big fan of the specials, correct? I like the specials. Yeah. This is probably the last ska band that I will endure. Mm. So <laughs> get, getting into, uh, you know, moving a little bit past that, getting into third wave ska with yeah. Less Than Jake and Spring Hill Jack and maybe the ventilators. It. Not interested. Come on, man. Sugar in your gas tank? This Tony is, Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack? <laughs> this is where ska ended and we never heard from it again. There's, There's been some rumble. I mean, Kayla's been scared of a... Uh, <laughs> another wave of ska coming uh and there's been a, a rumbling of memes that's like everyone's talking about coronavirus second wave uh we should be more concerned about a third wave of ska coming fourth wave of ska coming i mean a lot of people have got their like old horns sitting around from like <laughs> high school you know that need to be dusted off now more happening. than ever
forever we need to fear the horns. Like it aerosols everything. <laughs> yeah, it's some yeah, of the most it's, dangerous. It's one music of the worst instruments to play during COVID. <laughs> it's just like expels like breath. You're just breathing on you. <laughs> Face in a sousaphone. Yeah. You know? It was like a church in some town that got together. It's like a big choir. Yeah. And like immediately like there was in, one. In, there was one in the Oregon. Church. There was one in Oregon that really. Really skewed those numbers. Yeah, and they're like singing in a choir is like the one of the worst things you can do because you're inhaling so hard and you're ex- exhaling yeah. as much as you can. Oh man! But yeah, yeah. This song's playing uh, when Debbie puts Martin uh, in the hot seat. She's like puts him in. She, he shows up at the radio station. She's like, "Sit there. We're on the air, listeners. Should I forgive this guy for like bailing on me on prom night? Blah blah. blah. Let me set the scene here, and uh, people call in, including. Some of the uh, NSA agents that are watching. Hank Azaria calls in. He's like, long time uh, listener, first time caller. Don't forgive him. Uh, also, we're coming for you. <laughs> like, it's, it's so, it's so I, good. Oh, man. I would love to be a small town radio d- DJ. I would. I think that's probably a very attainable goal for for. Uh, it's not attainable at all because it doesn't exist at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, you can't. Broadcasting does not exist as a. <laughs> Especially, especially, especially you're gonna get especially guys. locally yeah uh, i might i might start doing some instagram live dj and i think that's the closest thing i could do you could re-enroll in a college somewhere and be like go to like you know missouri or something and be like hey college radio you're listening to, to Kaleeb. Uh, i was gonna say like fred stoller yeah. uh calling caleb Kaleeb in the dumb and dumber clip like wkleb <laughs> <laughs> W-K-L-E-B. Got it, man. I like it. We are coming up hot on a break. Someone maybe has a game prepared. Yeah, I'm, I might have put together a game for you guys. I'm sure you're going to hate it, but uh, maybe the listeners will like it. And then at the end of the episode, we are going to add a song, as always, to the Tracklisting Spotify playlist. Uh, what did we agree on? One of our favorite songs about going back to the hometown? Hometown songs? Hometown, hometown song, song. Home-related songs. Town songs, songs about going yeah, home. Towns, yeah, yeah, towns yeah, Van Zandt songs. Yeah, What's your town favorite Towns Van Zandt song? Oh, boy. Of London. <laughs> you might have some doubles. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll come back uh, with a game. See you soon. What's up, track listeners? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> this, is, this is the new way we're doing track No, no, let's, let's no, go no, with no, it. No, this no, is no. going well. Are we doing this? Okay, hey, okay, guys, okay. No, we love to hear from you. So uh, please reach out to us on a variety of different uh, social medias. You can find us on Instagram. That's at tracklistingpodcast. Uh, you can rate and review in the iTunes store. And you can email us at gmail tracklistingpodcast at gmail.com and uh, please tell your friends tell everybody you know that you think might enjoy the podcast about the podcast also I think iTunes doesn't exist anymore but whatever (laughs) 2020 here we come Uh, Spotify you can follow our uh, official tracklisting playlist on Spotify and you know send in your own recommendations Spotify still exists today's episode is brought to you by Lisa Mattresses our unofficial sponsor (laughs) we're all laying down as we record this I'm a purple guy to be honest I don't know. Purple. Bidding war. (laughs) Lisa, purple. Fight it out for us. Come at us, purple. We love y'all. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Gross Point Blank soundtrack. Fantastic film. Should watch it sometime. But before we get back to the soundtrack, we do have a game prepared by our very own Caleb Brown. Take it away, Caleb. Hey, thank you, guys. Uh, 
so a couple of weeks ago, I made the mistake. We played a a, a round of Caleb's um, cash grab mind meld. I made the mistake of putting the uh, the award money in escrow, so we got a little bit of a problem. <laughs> if we don't. <laughs> We got to keep playing it until you guys win the money. That's fair. Or it's, I mean, or I guess the bank takes it. I do accept cryptocurrency yeah. if that's an option. Yeah, so, me, XRP is what we got. So just to remind you, so this is I'm going to say out front ten clues. This is a Jeopardy style before and after, uh, which we played before um, phonetically. So uh, I'm giving you those clues because um, just a little bit of a heads up. Some of these are a little a bit of a stretch. Uh, I'm going to give you, I'm going to let you guys split a dollar for artist, a dollar for song. You're going to be a little bit lost on the first one. Let's just hear the first clue and see how you guys do from there. Clue one. Just a gentle reminder that we have to do the Footloose soundtrack at some point because that song is a jam. <laughs> I found that song later in life and it is uh, quite good. Uh, <laughs> it keeps giving. It's the song it keeps giving. And also the spelling of Denise, Denise Williams. Oh, so right. It's actually D-Nice. D-Nice. So we're probably connecting uh, the last word of the song title into the first word of the next song title, I would guess. So like, yeah, let's hear, let's hear it for the, for, the for the boys are back in town. Ooh, or, like that. I'm going to interrupt you. I'm going to actually lay it out. This is song to band, like the first time we played this, song to band. Okay, so uh, let's we, hear it for the boys to men. I got to tell you, the rules of this escrow are brutal. And if we don't give away this money, <laughs> just, it's going to be confiscated. We've had to hire a lawyer just... <laughs> or let's, oh hear, let's hear it for the boy George. Let's hear it for the boys to men. I like let's hear it for boy George. Let's hear it for the boy Through George. a quirk of financial, I don't know, like the interest growing is really... I, to, to get the interest back, I need you guys to win the money from me. Hey, go that away. makes yeah, sense. Go yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes complete sense. I uh, really need you guys to make some of this money. Okay, let's hear it for the boy. I like boys to men or or boy George. I like both Caleb of those. Caleb did say that some of these are a stretch. Yeah. Some so. of these are going to make you guys so angry. And but, some of them aren't really going to. Another themselves. artist that starts with um, boy. boy. Boy George, what are some of the hits? Let's think about that. What some of those songs could end with. I... I can only think of song titles that are under the pseudonym of Culture Club yeah, instead of like Car- Solo Boy George. Karma Chameleon. Karma Chameleon. Is Culture Club, right? Correct. <sighs> but maybe. So, uh, how about Boys to Men, I'll Make Love to You? Or Boy Meets Girl. Boy Meets Girl, Oh Girl, or uh, Waiting for a Star to Fall. The fall. These are giving us some options. Oh man, yeah. Fallout we, Boy, uh, a song by Boys to Men. I don't I can't think of like a Boys to Men song title off I'll, the top of my head. I'll make love to you. I'll make love to you too. Let's do the Boys to Men. Okay. I like that. Yeah. So I'm gonna lock you guys in with Boys to Men. I'll make love to you. Let's hear clue two. Boys to men, let it snow. 
That is Boys to Men and Brian McKnight. There we go. But I'll give you, uh, what did I say? I'm going to give you guys a dollar for. I don't know. It was like a half I think dollar. It was $2 each for every. It was two bitcoins. Two bitcoins. <laughs> a full bitcoin for <laughs> Oh, God. I'm not much of an accountant. I All think right. you guys are splitting $1 at this point. Okay. Good job. That's good. So we're I now switching back to artists. Boys so, to Men, Let It Snow. So we've got Snow Patrol. Okay. Um, Mike Snow. Yeah. Uh, you think it has to start with snow, though? But yeah, probably it's gonna it's gonna follow the formula. It's gonna start with snow. So yeah, Snow Patrol. I don't know Snow, snow Patrol. Patrol's song title. I don't even know who Snow Patrol is. It's an indie band from like the early aughts. Okay. Uh, other bands that start with snow. It could be like snow. No. Any bit. Sna- uh, no. Yeah. Doubt. No Snow, doubt. Snow doubt. Snow doubt. I like that. Snow doubt. Just a girl. Snow doubt. Spider web. Uh, spider webs. Uh, s- Snow doubt. It's my life. Is that Bon Jovi? No, it's uh, it's an old Talk Talk, um, oh, talk, talk. Uh, cover that they did called uh, It's My Life. What's that other No Doubt song on Tragic Kingdom? Not just a girl or spider web. The uh, uh, I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember the name. I'm gonna sing it just to let you know this. Don't speak. <laughs> don't <laughs> no, just try to Of course. Yeah, it's but speak. Yeah. Uh, what are you thinking? I think I think let's think of some common like just a girl, because then it ends with girl. You know, I'm just a girl. Girl. All right, let's do uh, boys to men. Let it snowed out. Just a girl. What's Denise Williams. Let's hear it for the boys to men. Let, Let it snow. No doubt. Just a girl. Just a girl. I like that. Let's hear the answer. If I lay here, if I just lay here, would you lie with me and just forget the Oh, is that uh, Interpol you hear? No, that's actually Snow Patrol. It was. <laughs> so, uh, oh, your, Snow Patrol. Your instincts were right. The song is called Chasing Cars. Chasing Cars. Okay. It sounds like some bullshit Christian rock or something. That's their big hit. If I j- yeah, I remember that song, but I don't remember it being by that band. Oh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> okay. Fair enough, fair well, enough. It is. If you want to win the game, you got to think like Caleb. If you want to win Caleb's money, you got to think like Caleb. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay, cars. This will be some good callback after 10 rounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> cars, cars. There's the cars. Yeah, there's the cars. Um, well, we could we could just do you know, just what I needed or something or something by the cars. Is that too on the nose? Just the cars? No, because it would have to be the cars. Just what I needed. Needed. Uh, let's think of something. Cars. Carson. Is there a Carson D- Daily? <laughs> Is there a Carson? No. I wish there was. Oh, you guys are so hot right now. <laughs> Let's go with a, a track by the cars. Maybe not necessarily what I needed, but. Okay. Because. Um, uh, moving in stereo. How about that? I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right. Let's oh. hear Clue 4. Clue 4. So. 
That is uh, the Cars with Candio, Candio. an underrated Cars song, in my opinion. Very good song. I love Um, that song. I'm glad that you guys got the Cars. I would feel like uh, there might be a little bit of an objection that I didn't add to the end of uh, Chasing Cars with just Cars. Uh, But Candio is the answer. Good job. You guys banked another dollar. Nice. So Candio Town. (laughs) O-Town? Really? (laughs) I could not name an O-Town song. Uh, Isn't O-Town the band that sang, like, She's My Butterfly, Sugar Baby? I think so. Yeah, yeah, it is. She's My Butterfly, Sugar Baby. That song is is called... My Lady or Butterfly? Butterfly. But we've got... Think about O apostrophe. There's so many bands that are like the O... Dells or something? What's Candy a, O. What's like a Motown band? I feel like the O. If you guys don't make enough money from this to cover the crude interest, then the game is just going to keep going week by week. <laughs> it compounds. It compounds. Uh, there's the O Eaters from um, um, what's that movie? That thing you that do. Thing you the O Netters. The O the O Netters. <laughs> Steve's on. Yeah. Um. O bands. We could go O Town Butterfly. And turning butterfly fly. Yeah, we got a lot with fly. Fly. Floral it's, white guy. It's no, gotta be kidding. another maybe another O with the Odell's? Yeah. D- the There's like o- something and the Odell's. I know. What was the one you said other than uh Motown? O- O-Neaters or the oh, O-Town? I'm going to have to ask you guys to lock in. Yeah. I, have, I think I'm going to err on the side of O-Town Butterfly. Butterfly. Let's do it. All right. Clue five. Clue five. Backbeat, the word is on the street that the fire in your heart is out. I'm sure you've heard it all before, but you never really had a doubt. I don't believe that anybody... From the look on your face, you guys have never heard of Candy Oasis. Candy Oasis. Should have known. And I should say that Butterfly is by Crazy Town. Crazy Town. Oh, and O Town. No, O Town was like, I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. No, it's like a boy band. It was like a boy band. Orlando. Man, I'm getting it all wrong. It was like Dream Street. I should have known that because I thought thought that when you first set up, and I was like, oh, that's right, Town. Crazy town. If you say anything with conviction, I, know, I told yeah. you guys at the beginning. All this right, is a so uh, candy. The cars with candy oasis. Wonder wall flowers. One, one headlight. headlight. Let's do it. Lock it in. I like that. Locked in. Clue six. Radio. That is a wall of voodoo featured on one of our past uh, episodes. Maybe yeah. Weird Science? I can't remember. I think, uh, was that Beverly Hills Ninja? Oh, it could have been Beverly Hills yeah, Ninja. Yeah. Wonder Wall of Voodoo, Mexican, Mexican radio Radiohead. Head. Yeah, I like Radiohead. Radiohead, Karma well, Police, and yeah. then Police, Some we'll get there. Sure, yeah, we'll, get, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's do it. Uh, radiohead, Karma Police. Clue number seven. <laughs> hey! Yeah! We all share one brain now. Ah. <laughs> We're rich, baby! <laughs> We're in your brain. 
Man, I'm, I'm glad Caleb is providing my unemployment extension at this point. <laughs> it's pretty great. You guys so, are splitting four dollars right good. now. Good job. Yeah. So, yeah. And I feel like you might have an idea what's coming next. The Mexican police. Radiohead Karma Police. Yeah, can we do it from the beginning? Um, Denise Williams, hear it for the boys, two men, men. let it snow, Ooh, patrol. patrol, chasing cars, chasing cars, cars candy, candy oasis, wonder wall, voodoo, Mexican Radiohead, Karma, Karma Police. police. So we've got everything or every breath you take five. Um, got synchronicity, but that's not going to do much for us. Uh, Please. Um, I can't stand losing you. Um, what are the, what? No, every, besides every breath you take, what, what do you think their second biggest hit is? Um, uh, Roxanne. I like that. And then, and, Rocks. Anne could be, you know, an Anne, somebody with the first name Anne. And you want to do Roxanne or you want to do Every Breath You Take? What is it? Take That? Was the, uh, it's like the 80s band. I don't know. Um, I, I wouldn't be able to say a song title by Take That off the top of my head. So then Anne could be like Andy. Ann Coulter. Ann Coulter. Ann Haish. Ann Haish. All the musicians. <laughs> Love Ann Coulter's music. <laughs> Disagree with her politics, but Let's, you can't disagree with the music. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do Roxanne, police Roxanne, and then we'll maybe come up with somebody. With. All right. Uh, this is Clue 8. Clue 8. Roxanne. Yeah, dude. We're getting it. We're, hey, we're rich, man. We're rich. We're rich. Damn. Baby. Two more dollars in the bank. You keeping track? Oh, yeah. You're right here. I keep up. Every time you win a dollar, I put a one. <laughs> nice. There needs to be a tally thing on uh, <laughs> iPhone notes. Th- so as far as uh, the uh, natural transition of Roxanne into an artist or a band, well, I'm I'm thinking so I got a little time to think, and I think Andrew something. Mm. How many Andrew do we have? A uh, Andrew Bird. Andrew Bird. Whistling. You got to think like Caleb. <laughs> um, um, look in these eyes. Andy. Um, Milanakis. Andy Milanakis. <laughs> TV show. Yeah. Andy Samberg. And then we'll not show. No. Yeah. Um, and like Annie DeFranco. Uh, and, yeah. Um, Annie Lennox. Walking on broken glass. How about that? Do we like that? Glass. Um, and then there's something glass. Yeah. I can. Yeah. You want to lock it in? One more. Uh, just yeah. one more time. Annie Lennox. Uh, wait. What's the other Annie Lennox song? Um, Sweet Dreams? No, that's Eurythmics. That's Eurythmics. But that's but with, with Annie, with Annie yeah. Lennox. Um, um, let's do Walking on Broken Glass. Okay, but I, I like can, that. Yeah, And that's uh, Clue 9? Clue 9. This is Clue 9. Dude, we got it. We got Woo! it. We're geniuses. This is not scripted. We're doing this. We're off book. Yeah, we're off book. We're off book. Doing good, man. We got st- we got stumped. We got shut out last time we played this, this is, game. This is, we're doing fantastic. We're rolling in cash. Good Walking job, on man. broken glass is a jam. The second song you were thinking of is called "Cry." Okay. Oh, thank yeah, you. that's right. From um, same record. Yeah, I had this on tape. So good. Very good. Four dollars uh, a piece at this point. Right. You got one last clue. Glass, Walking on broken glass, glass. Candy is a band I know. 
Okay. Um, they have that song, um, Violet Glass. Uh, glass ass. Asshole. <laughs> no, glass hole. Glass uh, hole. Uh, glass. Ask. Glass. Glassed. Last. What? Like, change glass into last. Oh, gla- oh glass. Glassed. Um, last. Lassy. What's a, is there a, like last, last night? And Walking glass. on broken glass. What? I think like last or like, um, ask, Aspen, little place. Glass, little place called Glassben. Glassben. Is there a band that starts with, um, uh, last? No. Is there a band that starts with ass? Ask? Or ass or as Aston Martin Ashton Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher. I think you you got you got to clock in. What do you got? Maybe it's just as simple as glass. Okay, let's uh, glass candy. Um, there's one song called like Color or something like that. A song by Glass Candy called Color. Clue ten. Yeah. Clue ten. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Good job. Glass uh, Candy, a band that uh, that Chris I think recommended at the yeah. end of one of our episodes. Yeah, I did. And uh, whose lead singer I think I went to high school with, although she goes by a rock name. I don't know who she is. Oh. What is the uh, title of that song? Warm in the winter. Warm in the winter. So you guys clocked. Let me let me do some accounting here. Okay. Well, while you do that, let's see if we can do it from the beginning. Denise Williams. Williams. Uh, let's hear it for, for the, the boys, boys to men. men let it, let it snow, snow patrol car, car something uh, something in crashing the, cars crashing candy o aces aces wonder, wonder wall, wall of voodoo, voodoo mexican radio Radiohead, karma police um uh, roxanne, roxanne linux roxanne linux walking, walking on, on broken glass, glass candy, candy. Whatever, uh, something winter. Warm in the winter. Warm in the winter. Warm in the winter. Warm in the winter. Not bad. Not bad. For a bonus round, could we uh, go somewhere from winter? I don't think so. That's a dead, it's a digital cul-de-sac. <laughs> this is a, I had a whole really nice setup and then I didn't realize that uh, BB Rexa, I thought it was pronounced Bebe oh, yeah. Bebe Rexa. <laughs> Oh, and that, that really uh, threw oh. everything into chaos. It's like a Brazilian, uh, like baby. I would have lost my mind. <laughs> so you guys, I believe, are splitting nine dollars as four fifty apiece. Nice. Unfortunately, it does not outpace the growing interest on the escrow, uh, and we're gonna have to, have to play, play this again. again. Uh, well, all the proceeds go to uh, leave charity here, <laughs> um, and you know it's a really important. Thank you for playing. Yeah, thank you. We did great on that <laughs> game. Good job, yeah, man. man. That, that was, was awesome. Well. Solid teamwork. That was great. Yeah. That was fantastic. And in person, I feel like you guys have osmosed my musical tastes. Yeah, I'll yeah. never hear Karma Police or many of those songs the same way again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump back into the uh, Gross Point Blank soundtrack. Back in. We are coming in on track number nine. This is the Jam with Absolute Beginners. Time to get on it. 
man. I uh, I I have been on the record for liking the jam quite a bit. Yeah, we've had the not... jam on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've definitely right. I've worked yeah. them into some games before. I remember playing Entertainment in I think a super group that we did. I don't like this song that much. This is like a weird. I don't think it was even on an album. This is some diagenetic music. Um, she's playing. Debbie's playing this in the radio station, as a lot of these songs are, but everyone can hear it. I always think that's fun, uh, throwing in some diagenetic music in the soundtrack. Yeah, I would say is, The Jam is a band that I like quite a bit, and there's probably a, more than a dozen songs that I like better than this one. Maybe like 25 songs. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, yeah. They actually have a lot of really good songs. I don't think I've listened to 25 songs from any band. <laughs> Maybe Steely Dan. <laughs> you, might, you might not be on the right podcast. <laughs> it's a lot of songs. It's like two albums. You like music? Name every song ever. <laughs> Let's get into track number 10. This is The Clash with Armageddon Time. get no supper tonight A lot of people won't get no justice tonight and The battle is getting hard In this Irish Armageddon time Oh no, I think I heard a little bit of electric sitar <laughs> Dude, the, no. that song is a the jam. Mm. It is a it's a cover of a Jamaican reggae song. You can definitely feel like the dub influence. Yeah. I think you heard that right. That was Armageddon. Armageddon. There's time. a couple different spellings. I think the original version spelled a little bit differently. Just like the movie Armageddon. Um, I. It's funny. Like I, I was so obsessed with this soundtrack when I was in high school. That kind of when I got into the Clash, I assumed that this was one of their like. Uh, greatest hits but i think this was like a weird b-side that wasn't yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, i've never heard this song by the clash but uh yeah. i i have it on like a weird record and i fucking love it i almost picked it uh when we did the donnie darko episode we recommended our like end of the world songs mm-hmm. and this was in the running for me i love this song do we know the uh, etymology for why it's armageddon was there like a politician it's, named gideon it's, it's probably something? some like uh, weird, like clunky patois thing that they were trying to do. Gideon's trumpet, who knows? I like it. What do you? Do you guys like it? <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. It's. I, I think we're talking about like first wave ska. <laughs> it's like it's more and more like that. I listen to the Clash like as of recently, like how in you know they have this like punk sheen mm. on their exterior, but they really just want to play like ska music, <laughs> yes, and reggae yeah. at their core. Here's the thing. Uh, they wanted to get everybody paid. So you lure people in with punk, but then you've got a 12-piece band, trumpets, tubas, and all. It's just like and going so, to yeah. see like a punk band show and like you know all these fucking <laughs> horns show up. Famously, the opposite happened, which was that uh, the, the Magnificent Down, Seven yeah, yeah. got released as a instrumental track, and it caught fire in the U.S. on like R&B stations. Get your car out of that gear. But it's the... And it, they got booked on a bunch of shows at like black venues in yeah. America, and the Clash showed up and started playing fucking London Calling, and everybody was just like, "What?" <laughs> Maybe I, like uh, this one's called Spanish Bombs. <laughs> All right, let's. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's called White Riot. Yeah. Um, I crazy move. I think that 
part of uh i'm not the best pr- i'm not impartial because i think i got i got into the clash before i heard like reggae music essentially mm-hmm. i mean so a lot of my entry into ska was through the clash so all the derivative stuff doesn't sound derivative to me hey man be- better than me uh, uh, my introduction to ska was the mighty mighty boss downs so well, and, that's, that, and that's then that's where it all music. started <laughs> the clueless soundtrack that is the mouth of the river i found man. out about reggae <laughs> i might have to pick tony hawk pro skater 2 soundtrack for one of our next episodes please do i've tony been hearing it's, it's back yeah. in the zeitgeist the world needs to hear us discuss it <laughs> should we get into track 11 let's do it to. yeah we've got matador by los fabulosos cadillacs So without having seen the uh, the movie Gross Point Blank and listening to the soundtrack, this seems about as out of place as listening to the Big Lebowski soundtrack and hearing the Gypsy Kings Hotel California cover. It's yeah. a little idiosyncratic. This is, I want to say, is this a Chilean song? I want to say it's Chilean from the 90s, but... Uh, for whatever reason, this is playing. I think, if I remember right, this is at the reunion, this and people is at are just the like, reunion. "I am a sucker for any sort of like uh, the college like drumline, like uh, Tusk. You know, Tusk is one of my favorite Fleetwood Mac songs. Mm-hmm. Any sort, you know, like uh, Beyonce. Beyonce brings out the the marching band to like intro a song. I, I, I fucking snare. love it. Yeah. I fucking love it. And I love this song. It, <laughs> it, it is out of place, but it's fucking weird, and uh, it's awesome. It's an Argentine uh, okay, okay. Buenos Aires uh, ska band. But yeah, th- uh, this is when, um, I guess his name is Bob Desapelletto or something like that. Desapelletto. It's a guy. It's an actor. He's done, done a bunch of TV. He was in Band, band of, of Brothers. Brothers. Michael Cudlitz, um, I believe, is his name. Kudlitz? Cudlitz? Was, there was some, um, there's a TV show with the guy from the OC where there are cops in LA. I can't remember what it was called. He was in that. He's, yeah, he's awesome. Um, I think he had a Walking Dead. He had like a. Yeah, he was big in The Walking Dead. He's, uh, uh, you're thinking of Southland. Yeah, yeah, Southland. Southland. So, <laughs> yeah. In this movie, he plays the like drunken cokehead bully. He's like the jock bully from. Uh, that you run into at your old high school, you know? He's really good. Well, what's funny is like we haven't even talked about Jeremy Piven. You don't know Jeremy Piven's in this movie. Jeremy Piven's in this. Movie. He's a huge I, part. I did catch him for one hot second in the trailer, and uh, I felt a little bit scared. Pre hair plugs. Um, yeah, yeah. He looks older than he does now. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Um, even though he's Piven. supposed to be twenty nine <laughs> or twenty eight, everyone's supposed to be twenty eight in this movie. I think which first, bums the, me out so badly. I think the first first movie I remember seeing Piven in was uh, the David Spade college flick uh, PCU. PCU. I owned that soundtrack. Yeah, PCU. Bunch of George Clinton, Elvis Costello. That's right. That is a we're gonna do that at one point. Yeah, That's a great soundtrack. Like that. We've talked about doing it. Um, yeah, uh, Michael Cudlitz in during this song and his name Bob Destapello. 
uh, is rocking out to this on the dance floor. The on- the way like only like a completely coked out drunk guy can rock. Yeah, out. He's, he's like, like a yeah, 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 yeah. and then he falls he, like, down. Sells cars or something. He like never yeah. left town. He like oh, works at the dealership. Such a bummer, man. <laughs> But he he plays it really well. I, I will say in Band of Brothers, he looks huge. Oh, he's yeah. like this like moose. Yeah, he's or, moose. Or, or no, maybe moose is the other. Yeah, yeah. No, I think he's moose yeah. or something or or bull something. He, he's so good. But he's he looks like he's like six foot four, like some midwestern like corn fed like guy. And this movie, he's like shorter than everybody, <laughs> and he looks like Sean Astin in this. I was like, wait, is that Sean Astin? No, 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 it's somebody else. I was like, why do I recognize that guy? But I was like, oh, wait, why is he so much shorter in this than he is in Band of Brothers? They really put him on some apple crates or something for that. But anyway, he's, he, he has a brief run in with John Cusack in the hall. And he's like, do you want to do some blow? And he's like, no, I don't. He's like, I have a poem. These are my words. And then he reads him this great, like, <laughs> little scribbled, like, drunken notes. Ah, oh, it's so funny. But This movie is really good. It's really good. I like the sound of this movie. <laughs> You gotta watch it. I like the sound of track 12 as well. We've got Pete Townsend with Let My Love Open the Door. E. Cola Mix. When people keep repeating That you'll never fall in love When everybody keeps retreating But you can't seem to get enough let my love open the door Let my love open the door Let my love open the door To your heart I, uh, One thing I talk about on this, uh, this podcast a lot is bands that have 80s hits they re-record in the 90s for soundtracks and make them terrible. This is opposite. The original is actually a, so much worse. The original came out in the 80s, and this is like a some sort of re-recording that he released somewhere around the time this uh, soundtrack came out. It kills it. This is the definitive version. Yeah, if this came out now, this would like be a jam. Yeah, This song's great. I, I cannot... This movie... Did you guys ever see Dan in real life with um, uh, Steve Carell? Steve Carell, yeah. And Dane Cook? I yeah. know I know of it. I don't think I've seen it. That movie ruined this song for me because I hate I think I watched that movie on a plane <laughs> and uh, the crescendo of this movie is they have like a family talent show and Steve Carell and Dane Cook are supposed to do a dual thing singing Let My Love Open the Door and then like Dane Cook like botches it and it's just um, Steve Carell singing with the tambourine and he's staring into the... Um, <laughs> Like the woman who he's supposed to love. Oh, that would be a good Tinseltown like, Tins. Let my love open the door <laughs> to your heart. It's oh, <laughs> like, <God>. ah! <laughs> I hated it. Oh, I hate that movie so much. I can't much. even remember what scene this scores in the... But this is... This is after they've disposed of the, the body. This song it triggers like a very romantic part of my brain. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'm like very okay. emotional when I hear this version of this song. It's uh, so fucking good. It's when, it's, it's when Debbie and, uh, and Martin, uh, escape together and, uh, yeah. and like make out in the nurse's office and stuff. And yeah, dude, you, I, I want think, my I love for, for, for to For Pete somebody. Townsend, who's like, you know, famously, uh, 
hates performing yeah, yeah. and like <laughs> hates making music and, and just everything. complains. Maybe he found his own uh, little like comfort nest Dude, in making this the song. I remember there's a lot of like the 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 manager didn't want it on the album because it didn't sound like a Pete Townsend song, <laughs> and also Managers. the original is not nearly as good. And this is a oh. fucking classic. Yeah classic nobody ever makes a better an 80s song it, re-recorded in the 90s i will say we haven't talked about Minnie driver she's fantastic in this oh, movie yeah. she's such like uh, this is extremely uh, charming way like, better than uh Good Will hunting and, this yeah. is this is oh. the definitive Minnie, Minnie driver, driver performance yeah. yep this uh, movie's so good <laughs> but yeah you, you can see why he like has thought about her for the last 10 years or whatever and like I think the only bad part about this movie is that she does like she's like okay you're a contract killer and i saw you murder somebody and then i saw you murder murder eight more people okay what what, <laughs> yeah, what year yeah. did uh billy madison come out was that 94 95 95 and this is 97 yeah is this like if steve buscemi's character and Billy Madison got his own spinoff movie. No, no, no. This no. was first of all. This was a movie that was in the works for a long time. I think Kiefer Sutherland was like in talks to star in it, like in the eighties. This isn't a guy 80s. with a gun crossing people off the list. And, no, he's, uh, he's, he's a professional. He's a professional, and he's cool. And then you got Dan Aykroyd, who's kind of his foil. Who's like he looks more like the. Um, falling down uh michael douglas kind of guy well it's funny there's like a little bit if we're revisiting the politics the uh the little bit of the subplot is that Aykroyd is a like an older professional killer who wants to unionize all the hitmen yeah because he's like we're competing against each other like it's driving sounds like a great idea the the market's flooded (laughs) yeah we need to unionize and uh cusack is the only one who's not on board he's like i got it at killing people so i wouldn't have to deal with other people like, yeah. I'm a killer. At this point, I'm a little bit like, power to the union. What the fuck? Like, yeah. What are you, a scab, Cusack? <laughs> scab! Scab! <laughs> uh, should we get into the last track? Let's do it. So. This is track 13, Violent Films, once again with uh, Blister 2000. So uh, the Pete Townsend is definitely the exception that proves the rule. <laughs> this is a version, uh, I think apparently they were approached and uh, they didn't have access to the masters or something. And so they really wanted Blister in the Sun. So they re-recorded like a verbatim version and then like an updated version. And neither of those made it into the movie and they just used the old version. I like that that one's called Blister 2000. Like, yeah, 2000. What do we think's going to happen like in 2000? Like what, what's hip during this time? Like things are going to slow down. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be a lot of dusty horns that yeah. get brushed off. Berry sacks. You can't <laughs> knock the Violet Femmes because they were trying to write a song for the future. <laughs> this yeah. is, we, we don't know what's going to happen in three years. <laughs> not, not good. Not a good look. Yeah, not a great ending, but um, I did want to mention, we were talking about Dan Aykroyd trying to unionize. One of the best scenes in the movie, you know, John Cusack sitting there at a diner, 
and Dan Aykroyd kind of walks in there and they're both they both have like guns under the table or on the table and it's like this super tense super funny uh, they don't take their eyes off each other and they're like kind of arguing with the waitress too but like ah oh, it's one of the one of the better scenes in the it's movie really Aykroyd's t- he's trying to like he's like what what pills are you on blues <laughs> pennies yeah he's the whole thing it's <laughs> like no a doctor prescribed they're legal okay. <laughs> This will make a Prozac seem like a decaf latte, okay? <laughs> he's he's good with dialogue and everything he does. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, that's, all sure. I, that's all he is. You've got to watch this movie. There's a whole thing. There's apparently some uh, story where Cusack's character, uh, what is it, Martin Blank? I think it's Martin Blank. He Marty like Blank. Uh, had some contract in South America where he was supposed to kill some, uh, <laughs> some like Central American dictator yeah. or something, and he ends up From like Paraguay. killing their dog, and then Boudreaux, and then, yeah, Boudreaux the dog, and then disappearing or something. And so Aykroyd's constantly making fun of him for killing this dog, like through the entire movie, because <laughs> he knows that it bothers Cusack. Golden Retriever and you, uh, Hound Hound Killer, <laughs> you know, whatever. Har, 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 har. Pooch Puncher, come on. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and that's actually that's why he's got a contract out on him is he's like you know ten thousand innocent people die a day and you kill one dog and they they come after you <laughs> that's why Lapu Bell is trying to murder him but it's great that is the soundtrack oh! to Gross Point Blank yeah. We uh, are going to have to rate this on a scale of 0 to 15. Uh, hometown DJs. Hometown DJs, sniper bullets. Uh, Contract kills. Uh, crystal skull vodka heads. High school reunion. <laughs> crystal skulls. How many crystal, crystal skulls? Yeah, how many crystal skulls? <laughs> That's a, yeah. Crystal heads. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by uh, Dana Aykroyd's Vodka Distillery. God, please sponsor us. I believe. I believe in the cri- the power of the crystal skulls. If uh, Chris has any interest in uh, giving us a... Uh, uh, zero to 15 here first oh, man this movie's so good on the rewatch today there's so much good music in this and and music's all throughout this movie as i stated earlier you've got the 80s and the 90s mixed in a lot of my childhood and, and before i was around but um i gotta give this a really solid rating i'm gonna give this a 13.5 one of my one of my all-time faves very good Caleb, what do you got for us? Out of 15. This is hard for me. This is uh, so dear to my heart. And then we haven't even talked about the music that's not in this because there, yeah. is, there is a second edition. You've got uh, We're gonna get to volume even, two. even more specials. You've got The Killing Moon, which I think we featured like four We can't or five play times. that song again. <laughs> Dominatrix <laughs> Sleeps Tonight. I love oh, Joe Strummer, Take On Me by AHA. But we're not talking about that. Uh, there are... I. You know, we always talk about uh, bad covers on on these soundtracks, and that Guns N' Roses is not a great cover. Oh, come on! But it, it charted. It's not bad. Yeah, it, it charted. I mean, okay, so nothing is really original on this soundtrack. I would say that the Pete Townsend remix is like uh, it's so much better than the original that it almost counts. I will give this a thirteen point seven. I fucking love it. Love it. Nice. Nice. And this is, I think this is the first time I heard Under Pressure. This is the first time I heard so many of these great songs. Yeah. Oh, boy. And that Under Pressure has been on so many soundtracks since then, but this was probably one of the first. Love it. Nikki, what do you think? Man, what a great film. Uh, <laughs> definitely got to check it out. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Uh, <laughs> but I won't shut up yeah. about it. <laughs> the, uh, the music is great in this soundtrack. David Bowie and Queen, Under Pressure, incredible. Guns N' Roses, Live and Let Die. Say what you want, but formative for uh, a lot of guitarists out there. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, the specials. <laughs> I like al- that song. You guys. Specials <laughs> always good. I got to say, my favorite track was probably uh, the Pete Townsend "Let My Love Open the Door," mm-hmm. specifically the E. Cola mix. I'm crying right now. A lot of great tracks. Great soundtrack. Gotta see the movie. You got it. Really, really. You but we are that. we are reviewing the soundtrack, uh, zero to fifteen, uh, <laughs> crystal skulls of vodka. I'm gonna have to give this a uh, twelve point five. Right. Crystal nice. skulls. Nice. Great average, everybody. Can't be angry about that. Before we go, we do have to add a song to the track listing Spotify playlist. Our favorite song about going home, about a uh, hometown. Uh, I'm going to lead off. Mine's a little bit of a stretch, but it's a song that I love a lot. And I've been trying to figure out a way to work in for a while. Um, It's a song by an Australian band from 1988, The Go-Betweens. I don't know if you guys listen to The Go-Betweens. No, never heard of them. Um, This is a song called Streets of Your Town, which is a little bit, like I say, it's a little bit of a cheat because I feel like it's uh, it's singing about somebody else's town. But I, I think there's maybe... Some of the band members have said that it's about Brisbane, or it's kind of like talking shit on on a town that <laughs> nobody got out of. So uh, that's so Australian. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. love to talk they shit on their own hate it. They fucking hate this town. Anyway, Streets of Your Town by the Go Betweens. And don't the sun look good today? But the rain is on its way. Watch the butcher shine his knife And this town is full of battered wives Round and round, up and down Through the streets of your town I just, uh, the line, this town is full of battered wives fucking kills me every time it's like it's like Some, such a brutal dig something about that kind of reminds me of uh like the sound and style of um that band from the clueless soundtrack uh lemon seeds yeah, lightning yeah. lightning seeds lightning seeds yeah, change yeah. yeah it's definitely it's like that kind like of same late 80s guitar drums has that song been in a movie i feel like i've heard it before but I I, i'd never know. heard of the go-betweeners go-betweens go-betweens i think maybe uh kels is a fan mm, mm. Who wants to go next? Chris, what do you got for us? I've got a song by a gentleman named Gary P. Nunn that some of you may recognize as the uh, theme song to the Austin City Limits show. Uh, This is London Homesick Blues. So let's hear that. You can put up your dudes or you can bet your boots I'm leaving just as fast as I can It's cold over here in London. That gummit, I swear, I, I wish they would turn. Very nice. Yeah, man. That's good. You know, Texans, they can't shut up about Texas. <laughs> Nothing else. Uh, ah, they love that horrid shithole. What? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, being homesick, I thought, you know, something about hometowns. I thought it was a good connection. 
Gary P. Nunn, you know, demigod in the Austin music scene. Kind of a cool country guy that's been around just forever. But Yeah, that's great, man. Yeah, I love that song. And every... Most every Texan knows it. I'm sure everyone listening. Makes me miss uh, miss home and like always. Yeah, uh, in more ways than one these days. So cheap. I know. I know. <laughs> Just <God>. cheap. <laughs> uh, no state income tax. Uh, oh, here we go. Should we just move to Texas or Tennessee or Florida? Florida. Does Florida have no state income tax as well? That's for uh, Planet Money. Yeah. Not our podcast. All right, Nikki. What do you got for us? What is your song about? hometown going home what's your what's your pick i've got a song this is from 1996 this is from the album live art this is bela fleck and the fleck tones with stomping grounds pumping in i think some like uh fake audience into this uh track yeah. on this album live art oh maybe, that's maybe not but uh, how whoa you know, <laughs> out of line you know, <laughs> how anybody does oh come you know, on like, victor wooden or future man or bailiff will play some like fast run and then you'll hear like <sighs> it's funny uh so one of my favorite tracks that's um great this is when i was in high school one of my best friends was a bluegrass musician yeah. uh fiddle player yeah. And he like played alongside uh, Mark O'Connor and Bela Fleck and nice. Chris Healy when Chris Healy was like a high school kid. Oh, Chris Healy, man! Yeah, yeah this is like right real in that, deal, right in that that sweet spot. Bela Fleck's so cool. I uh, I went to a Bela Fleck concert with my buddy, uh, who remained nameless and innocent for the story. It was like four of us <laughs> high schoolers or maybe first year of college, and we got so stoned. And we went with one of my friend's dads to the concert. And it was like a sit down, very quiet. So like during it, it he, you know, my friend's dad was like, so Chris, how's, how's college? How's everything going? And I was just like, you know, pew. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got way, t- I, I don't smoke pot. I got way too stoned. And I was just like, uh, college is good. Uh, this is good. And like, so this is like, not the... Minute, 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 minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he was doing things with pedals that I didn't understand on stage, and he was doing like the loop pedal thing, and I was like, no, no one's playing. How is this happening? You know? And then um, there was an intermission, and my friends were all like, we gotta go to the bathroom, bite, because <laughs> they were all stunned too and didn't want to talk to my friend's dad. And I was just like, oh, okay, ah, just get through it, man. <laughs> so bad. The times that I have seen Bela Fleck live or Victor Wooten has been when I've seen Dave Matthews' band play live. Here we go. And, yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I don't think I've seen them together, but, you know, if Bela Fleck comes out yeah. and will, like, you know, start jamming over some break in a Dave Matthews song, like, no one can basically keep up with him except, like, the drummer and maybe the bass player. And everyone else would kind of sit back. And the same with Victor Wooden, too. Yeah. Like, if he comes out, I feel bad for the bass player, but, you know, if Victor <laughs> Wooden comes out and the bass player is just like, 
Yeah, all right. <laughs> but like, remind you how talented that drummer is from Dave Matthews Band. Yeah. Not to get you know jam bandy. Yeah, no, I but love yeah, it though. Yeah. Carter Beaufort is like literally the only person in that band that can keep up with these like stellar, stellar musicians. Yeah. You tell me that Dave Matthews can't keep up with his pigeon toe dance. <laughs> I will say about the the only uh, like going to a Dave Matthews show. <laughs> The thing that is kind of annoying that you keep hearing over and over again is how the lighting guy, uh, is on the, Fenton, on the is, the, is like the sixth member of the band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does you it will, all on the fly, you man. You'll hear yeah. that repeatedly. Man, he's sixth member of the band. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, Bela Fleck and the Fleck Tones, yeah. great band. Amazing, yeah. Anyway, that is the uh, Gross Point Blank yeah! soundtrack. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, Nick... In. Uh, check it out <laughs> check it out sounds like a great movie I think Caleb has the next soundtrack pick for us we're hoping that he's going to do volume 2 of this or volume 2 of any soundtrack we've done you'll have to stay tuned to find out oh we do have money that we're owed but this escrow interest situation with bitcoin I actually sent out the Venmo payments I got paid baby uh, what yeah, yeah. Uh, the bad news is that the way the market's going right now the, the game is going to return <laughs> it pays for itself apparently I think, I think Chris and I did very well we on that game it. very yeah, happy yeah. for us I can sleep easy tonight without <laughs> melatonin supplements <laughs> I can never alright my guys thank you Yeah. thank you guys for listening we love you we'll see you next week bye <laughs> <laughs>